Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Well, I'm still here, Jason. <laughs> so I can be thankful for that. Uh, you know, life life is good for the most part. You know, we all have our ups and downs. It ebbs and flows. Uh, and that's uh, that's just part of life, you know. Truthfully, if if it were always perfect, uh, we'd be bored out of our skin. <laughs> so, nice. you know, and and actually, um, a- as you know, uh, over the last week or so, uh, I um, was fighting a summer cold, and the good news was it, I had a negative COVID test, so that uh, took off a lot of stress. But having been vaccinated, uh, I wasn't uh, concerned about what it might do to me because the fact is, is that except in extraordinarily rare circumstances, those who are vaccinated don't get very sick. Um, but, I, but I was, in fact, worried about uh, folks who work for me in the, in the office and, and uh, clients and others whom I might come into contact with. So I stayed home a few days uh, last week. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, frankly, I'm about back to 100%. You know, I'm still very careful of, around folks. And I think uh, with this new Delta variant uh, that seems to be taking hold and putting us close to where we were a year ago, that uh, it pays to be very cautious at this point again. And uh, I do hope that those folks who have been vaccine reluctant uh, or anti-vaccine, either one, are reconsidering their options at this point and realizing that uh, for for themselves and for their families and others that they come in contact with, uh, it's just the wise way to go. So... Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway, this morning, uh, I w- want, um, you know, obviously our focus is on asset protection. However, I think uh, that it starts, uh, and any kind of asset protection actually starts with planning while all is well, you know, while life is great. Um, in other words, plans that are created in crisis are, frankly, not nearly as good as plans that are created in the good times, uh, particularly with good planning. The better planning you have, the better results you have. And uh, as people uh, learn, in my webinar about asset protection, uh, plans that are created, if if there is any plan that's created for asset protection once you're in crisis, you're trying to plan with handcuffs. I mean, it's very, very difficult to, to end up with, um, uh, with something that uh, truly preserves uh, all or most of your resources when you're already in crisis. However, if you plan thoroughly uh, and properly before you're ever in crisis, long before you're ever in crisis, those plans work. And that's, um, but so it's not just about asset protection, it's about 
every kind of estate planning. And, you know, so many people think of estate planning as death planning. In other words, who do I want to give my property at my death? And to me, that's wrong-headed. <laughs> it's, yes, it is important. And for most families, it involves your spouse and children and, and oftentimes grandchildren. Uh, and sometimes charity. Sometimes it's about community or sometimes it's about other family members or uh, special needs situations that because truthfully all of we're all unique where our families are unique I mean the circumstances are so different are there commonalities of course there are commonalities but at the same time we all have unique issues that we deal with and to me the best estate planning is far more then who do you want to give your property to? Yeah, No, it's not about just doing a will and going away. It's really and truly about life planning. Um, you, you know, you, you hear financial advisors talk about how important financial planning is, and it is. And the fact is financial planning is part of estate planning. You know, it's... It's part of the whole package. It's not all of it. It's simply one piece of it. But the fact is, is that the best estate planning gives you options, gives your family options during life. Because good estate planning actually takes in the expected crisis planning. You know, why do, why do young people who get married and have children buy life insurance? Well, guess what? They're not buying it because they want to die. They're buying it to protect those who are most important to them. They're, they're buying it to protect their spouse and children from what? Crisis. Death. <laughs> okay. Why do some people buy long-term care insurance? Well, that's sort of the other side of the coin. That's the crisis that hits many seniors, and the percentages are extremely high, to give them options when they don't die, (laughs) when they have horrible issues that befall them, uh, and they're trying to make the best of it. You know, those, I mean, the bottom line is that's part of estate planning is protecting yourself. I mean, and and if you think about it, life insurance and long-term care insurance and uh, other investment strategies, if you will, is, um, is really and truly about asset protection. It's how do you protect what you have uh, not only for yourself, but for those you love. And that's, um, that's what it's all about. And so from my perspective, the, the best estate plans actually do what you need done at death. And hopefully you can create a plan where you can 
leave your property to those whom you want to have your property. Sometimes that's an issue. (laughs) But in order so that you control where your property goes to those whom you love and that you want to have your property and that you you're able to give it to them in a package if you will that is the best possible way to give it to them the way you want them to have it and for a lot of my clients it's in an asset protection package if you will so that it's better than just saying here it is for you to lose or for somebody to take it away from you. And so you package that inheritance, uh, if you will, in the best possible way, and hopefully at the lowest cost, so that your professional fees are lower, and of course uh, you can avoid um, uh, probate and court administration and the costs of that. Now, of course, in North Carolina, court administration is not, it's sort of middle of the road. It's not as bad as it can be in other states. So will-based planning in North Carolina can, can be very effective planning, depending on the circumstances. Um, trust-based planning for, for those who have a little more resources uh, or have a unique situation where they're trying to protect loved ones in a particular way, trust-based planning tends to work better for those folks, but not everybody needs a trust, you know. So, but the fact is, is that, okay, a lot of estate planning is how do you leave your property to those whom you want to have it the way you want the, them to have it at the lowest possible cost to you and your family? Well, okay. But just as important is the other side of the coin. How do we deal with things during our lifetime? What's the easiest way to do? Simple is nice. Uh, sometimes it Uh, You know, now there's another goal that that a lot of folks, um, that it's really important to them. And it's part of asset protection, too. And that's is, how do you stick it to the government? (laughs) You know, I don't want to pay any tax. I don't have to pay. I mean, how do I avoid, how do I avoid paying income tax? How do, not all income tax, but what I don't have to pay. And how do I avoid a state tax? How do I avoid any taxation that takes our resources away from me and my family? That's an important goal for a lot of folks. But there are a lot of other goals that are important as well. And so I want to talk this morning about life planning as well as good as as part of estate planning. What all is involved in it and what's What's important about it? And how do I look at it in terms of helping families reach those goals? Well, excellent. And, you know, that's something that I think we all have maybe a vision in our mind of what that planning may entail entail or what our wants are. But 
this is really the time when you need to bring in a professional and, and get some guidance here because there's a lot of things that I can imagine that uh, you may not anticipate and having that professional guidance to make sure that, again, you are able to achieve your goals in a way that, hey, minimizes taxes and also maximizes the benefit for you. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, maybe you want to start your planning, go to WGA Law. WGALaw.com. There you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also register for the next set of seminars happening in September. Or if you want to call the office, the phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more information about him at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That is where you can register for Bill's monthly seminars dealing with long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and we're talking about estate planning and we're going to get into a conversation of life versus death planning. But Bill, I, I just want to check in with you. You just had your set of seminars or webinars this week. I hope everything went went well. Oh, it, it did. I always have a lot of fun with that. Um, I mean, I, I think uh, in my second life, I will be a teacher uh, because uh, I really do enjoy sharing with folks um, uh, what they can do. And because so much, um, most folks have, very little idea of uh, of the options they have and and how they can actually do things. And so obviously we do a long-term care webinar about how to obtain financial assistance from the government. Uh, and that's especially important for middle class folks and and those who do not have long-term care insurance. Um, and of course that uh, is th- that defines most, Folks, uh, most folks are in that category where, if they have a long-term care crisis, uh, they're at financial risk. And so, knowing what's out there and how they can get it, uh, uh, and how to protect their property at the same time is a very, very important thing to many, many families. And that's something that's fairly complicated that we're very good at that in helping people solve those problems. And, of course, the afternoon webinar is just as much fun for me because that's squarely on asset protection. And those uh, that one is important to everybody as well because, I mean, who doesn't want to uh, uh, protect and retain what they've got and how it works? And, we, you know, that webinar goes from simple things that folks can do uh, in terms of the type of property that they can acquire that comes with asset protection. or And then we ratchet it up to say, okay, now that's the simple level. Now you can go to the next level and then the next level and then the next level in terms of uh, what 
you need to do. And of course, the truth is most families don't need those high levels of asset protection because they're not risky people, but there are some things that they should put in place. And that's what that webinar is all about. And I think it's helpful. I've, I've never had anybody uh, say, gee whiz, I wish I hadn't attended because it was a waste of time. I think everybody gets a number of nuggets out of both of those webinars. And I have a lot of fun sharing it with people. Well, if you want to register for the next set coming up in September, it's happening on Wednesday, September 8th. It's very easy. All you have to do is go to WGALaw.com and click on the Big Seminars button at the top of the page. WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend. Bill's webinar is happening on Wednesday, September 8th. Bill, let's get back to our conversation. We're talking about estate planning, but we want to get into what, what really is life planning. Uh, no question about it. And so anytime you're doing planning, and this would be true for family planning, business planning, estate planning, the first thing you have to figure out <clears throat> and think about is, okay, what are my goals? Where, what do I want to achieve? Where, I'm, where am I trying to take myself and my family through life and okay you can say what are my goals at death in terms of how do I protect my spouse how do I protect my children you know how do we take care of each other you know those kinds of things but it's an even more important question when you're thinking in terms of okay how do I how do we accomplish our goals in life and do those things that we want to achieve you know, and that's an important question for all of us, and the answers are different for each of us. Okay, now, are there commonalities? Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about some of those goals, because when you really get down to estate planning and asset protection planning and life planning, death planning, the whole bit, it comes down to two things. How do I achieve my goals, you know, and what am I passionate about? And those two questions are really important both throughout your lifetime and at death. And good estate planning takes both into consideration and gives you a plan. Okay, so what are many of the common goals that we're looking at. And, and I already shared one, and that is how do I reduce or eliminate as much tax <laughs> that's in, that could be imposed on me? Uh, that's one. Okay. But what may be even more important than that? Because I've always said that you shouldn't let the tax tail wag the dog. In other words, to, if you're accomplishing your goals, if you have to pay a little more tax to accomplish those goals in the way that you want to do it, then it's okay to pay a little more tax, okay? So don't let the tax tail wag the dog. But, okay, so what might be important to you? Well, to me, one of the most important things is enjoying life, you know, uh, now, 
in other words, what do I need to do to enjoy myself, enjoy my family, enjoy work? Uh, and, and so, you know, there is a work-life balance, if you will. How do I stay balanced? You know, the yin and yang. Um, you know, and it's those kind of issues are really important. So part of it is, okay, what are those things that make me happy? What, what, are, the, what are the things that I need to do uh, that, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel self-assured and I'm happy with what I've done and I feel good about myself and the, the life. Uh, you, you know, those, so, you, you know, obviously um, that is important. Now, related to that is how do I stay healthy? And, of course, we've all know, we all know diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise, you know, that's all we get. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but obviously there's more than that. And, and sometimes uh, health crisis creep up due to no fault of our own. You know, the, it just happens and we have to deal with it. But there are many, many things that we can do to make it better and less likely that we will have a crisis. And taking care of our health is an important issue that guess you know if you're in good health do you think it costs you less to live than if you're in bad health of course it does and so um, but it's also and right right now is is uh, is it's come to the forefront and that is how do we protect ourselves from disease and of course, right now with with the pandemic, COVID nineteen, and the, all of the different variants that are being thrown at us right now, and how uh, susceptible we are. Uh, and of course, the scariest thing about COVID is even for young people, it can kill you. And and um, and so that gets to be pretty darn scary. You know, uh, and, and we have the tools now to fight it that, you know, 100 years ago when you had the Spanish flu pandemic uh, in uh, 1919, uh, you know, they didn't have the tools back then, but now we do. And so, you know, being vaccinated against COVID is clear. You know, when I had my COVID test, you know, the, the doctor who talked to me about it and gave me the test and said, well, you're really lucky you're, you're negative. It was, you know, I had all these tests over the weekend and I could immediately tell who had been vaccinated and who had not because those who were unvaccinated were much sicker and going downhill fast, the, those who tested positive. And those who actually were vaccinated but tested positive were not very sick at all. And I, it was like, it's obvious. And so, to me, you know, those kind of health issues are such a no-brainer uh, for ourselves. Uh, and, of course, even, you know, the scariest part right now for folks who are parents of school-age children uh, and younger is that there's a huge percentage of um, COVID cases that are young children now. So, it's like, wow, <clears throat> I can't imagine. So... 
anyway, that, but that's part of it. Uh, okay, so what else is there? Well, it, finances, you know, you know, it takes money to live. You know, that's why we tend to work, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, financial planning is important, and, and it's a matter of retaining and protecting and saving. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that I talk about on the financial side is living below your means, which basically means don't spend as much money as you make, you know, put it back for the future. Um, uh, you know, now for, for seniors who have done that all their lives, it's like, okay, guys, you now need to spend it <laughs> and you need to, to make sure you are able to enjoy, find out your bucket list and make sure that you're doing that. You know, don't just save it for the next generation, but use it for your own uh, happiness. But it's also a matter of not just retaining it, and growing it, I mean, it's a matter of not just protecting it, it's a matter of growing it for the future as well. Because if you just stick your money in the mattress, guess what? You're losing money to inflation. You know, uh, it, it's the kind of thing where over a period, I mean, think about it. When you retire, what's your life expectancy at that point? Well, if you retire at 65, then your life expectancy is well over 20 years. Could be 25, could be 30 years, could be 30 years plus. And so it's, uh, do you know, uh, I mean, one of the things that blows my mind is uh, the actuaries, and, and actuaries tend to be some of the smartest people on earth, uh, that doesn't mean they're right all the time. It just means that, you know, they're pretty shrewd in terms of what's going to go on in the future. And if you look at an, an, a life insurance illustration right now, it will be illustrated out to how many years old do you think? Now, you might know this, Jason, because we talk about it occasionally. Yeah, it's, I think it's over 100, right? It is. It's actually 120. Oh, my goodness. Because... Actuaries, the insurance industry, uh, believes that there will be a fairly good percentage of people who actually live, particularly those born today, who live to be 120. So if you think of the percentage of people who live to be 100 today, and we read about them from time to time, that percentage of people uh, in the future are expected to actually live to be 120 that totally blows my mind, but it tells you where you're going. So guess what? If you retire at 70 and you live to be 120, <clears throat> not that that's going to be many of us, but that's 50 years of retirement. That takes a heck of a lot of money. Uh, and one of the worst things anybody can do in retirement planning is to make the assumption that they will die early. Now, for some folks, their family history is awful, but that doesn't mean that they will die early. You know, I, my, I, I can, my mother, all, who was an orphan, you know, her mother died when she was very young, 
Uh, and my mother was actually reared by her grandmother and her aunt. Uh, and because her mother died early, she always thought she would die early. Uh, and there's a funny story with my dad because she, you know, after she had uh, four children, and I was the youngest, bless her, you know, but. <laughs> uh, and, and so, and this was after World War II, she didn't think she would live a whole lot longer. And so she, she would be looking around the church and other places for, for, for women that she thought might be appropriate for my dad to marry after she was gone. And finally, my dad just said, Myrtle, <laughs> I'll pick out my own wife. <laughs> so, and of course, she outlived my dad and lived to be 92. So, you know, I'm just simply saying you can't assume you're going to die early. Uh, it, it's not a good assumption. <laughs> well, that all goes back to planning and making sure that you've got a plan that's going to work for you and making sure that uh, you have an expert look over those plans to make sure that maybe you're not overlooking anything is also key. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, head online to WGALaw.com. There you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. If you have further interest in asset protection and trust planning, you can sign up for Bill's free webinar covering that topic. You can go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button. That is free to attend, free to register, or if you're interested in the subject of long-term care assistance, Bill has a webinar dedicated to that as well. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button, or if you prefer to call the office, that phone number is 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. If you want to learn more about Bill, WGALaw.com is the place to go. WGALaw.com. Whether you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or register for his free monthly webinars, WGALaw.com is the place to go. Again, we are talking about estate planning. We're having a conversation related to what life planning is, Bill. And we're also talking about the importance of setting goals and making sure, you know, that's really the first step of, of any great plan is knowing what you want to achieve. Uh, no, no question. And of course, if, if you, uh, the, the first thing for most of us in terms of financial goals, I mean, if you, you know, push it down to its basic level, none of us ever want to run out of money. We want to have sufficient savings uh, and investments to last us our lifetime. And there are certainly ways to make sure that that's the case. Um, uh, it's not 
perfect, but of course, most of us want something far better than never running out of money. In other words, it's like, okay, how do we take care of each other our entire life and then help our children and sometimes our grandchildren along the way and then leave something uh, significant, hopefully, uh, not just for our spouse, but for our children and, and grandchildren uh, at our death. And so um, uh, sometimes that takes in not just good investing, but asset protection planning as well, which of course is very important to me because if you get right down to it, which is more important, retaining what you have and not losing it or growing what you have? Well, to me, the first priority is retaining. Uh, the second priority is once you've retained it, can you grow it? <laughs> so to me, that is really important. And then for those who are successful at that uh, and have done a really good job of it, then it oftentimes comes to, okay, what kind of legacy do we leave for our family and sometimes for our community as well, and that can be important. Now, it's not necessarily all about money. It can be, um, you know, something that my dad always said was how, imp you know, how important it is to keep your good name. It, you know, uh, your name is more important than how much uh, you have in terms of wealth. <laughs> and, you know, another side to that that my mother would say is that, you know, when you're asked to participate on, on a board uh, that is important to you, a charitable board, whatever it is. Um, and so it comes down to uh, if you're asked to participate, it's because of one of two things. <laughs> you know what those are? Oh, I, I don't know. Well, it's because they either are hoping that it, that you will uh, give them a considerable amount of money or they expect you to do a considerable amount of work. <laughs> so... Uh, and and quite frankly, <clears throat> now our family was more of the worker bees rather than the money bees, if you will. But it's the um, is that important? Of course it is. You know, it, it's just as important. There is no organization that can function with only money. They have to have people who are passionate about it and give their time and energy and the like. And it doesn't matter what organization you're talking about. Money doesn't get it by itself. It's important. It's part of the it's part of the formula, but it also takes those folks who don't have sufficient means to contribute a lot of money, but they can <clears throat> contribute their time and energy. And that's part of uh, having a good name as well, if you will, which to me is part of your legacy. Now, if you can add to that legacy a financial piece that uh, can make a difference, then that is 
where all of us would like to be. Very few of us get there, but that's where we really want to be. And with good planning, it's more likely you can get there than not. Well, that's great perspective to have and, you know, making sure that you sort of find the balance between the two, as we have said, we mentioned balance before, work-life balance. Well, making sure that you've got balance there also is important as well. And don't forget, if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, maybe you've got some planning on your mind, as Bill said, to start the program, that asset protection starts with planning while all is well. So don't put it off. If this is something that you've been thinking about for a while, schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can go to WGA Law. Dot com and you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or if you want to register for Bill's seminars, you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, sign up for that afternoon session on Wednesday, September 8th. It's free to do so, free to register, free to attend. Bill also has a morning session dealing with uh, long-term care assistance planning as well. If you want to call the office, that phone number is 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. 7,000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him anytime by going online to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's where you can learn more about Bill. Based on our conversation today, if you'd like to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, maybe you've got questions about some planning that you've had on your mind, WGALaw.com is the best way to do that. And if you want to register for Bill's webinars, his free webinars, he has two of them dealing with the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button, WGALaw.com. Bill, we're having a, a very thorough discussion on asset protection and estate planning. We've talked about life planning, but there's very something else very important that you want to spend some time talking about, and that is charitable planning. Well, it is, and and you have to understand that it's all part and parcel of who we are. But the fact is that, yes, the first part of estate planning is knowing what our goals are, achieving those goals for a better life. Um, now, with that, the other piece of the pie, if you will, is defining or finding your passions. Because part of achieving a good life is being passionate about things or passionate about people and being able to share with the folks we're passionate about. And so, you know, it's sort of obvious that most of us are very passionate about our children and grandchildren. And the best of circumstances, we're still passionate about our spouse as well. But I mean, the fact is, is that is one that's easy to define. 
because it makes such a big difference in our life. But anybody who's ever been to counseling about retirement, it's like this. If you want to live a good life in retirement, you're you basically you don't have work to go to anymore and and quite frankly most people actually do enjoy the relationships that they have at work not everybody you know that's a different situation but there are an awful lot of us who really do enjoy work in fact for me i love what i do and i and so i don't ever plan to give it up <laughs> uh not intentionally anyway uh, because I really enjoy what I do. But yes, in retirement, if you will, my retirement will look more like uh, being at the office less and being at the beach more <laughs> or traveling more and being with uh, folks uh, and having fun more, if you will. But I enjoy helping people. And so what I, and truthfully, I feel like I can help more people better by what I do at, at my work, if you will. So it gives me a lot of pride and satisfaction in terms of being able to help people in terms of what I do versus other things I might do. But the fact is we're all different. And so part of giving up a work life for most people is, okay, where are we going to go from here? And if you can figure that out before you retire, you're in such better situation because you can't play golf every day and you can't you know it's it's those (laughs) but some people you know who retire say okay I'm going to play golf every day blah 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 okay but if that's what they're passionate about I'm all for it but it's like okay how do we fill that void and the best answer is something that we're passionate about and okay so let's talk about charitable planning because most of us are giving people uh, and one of the things that a lot of a uh, lot of us uh, are passionate about is our church uh, you know we we give a significant contribution or a tithe to our church um, and um, okay so is that should that be part of our planning uh, in terms of financial planning, in terms of what we give. Well, you know, some folks don't, don't realize that upon your death uh, and, you know, your financial contribution to your church, it tends to take three to four new members to make up what the church has lost upon your death. Did you realize that? It really is pretty significant. So, if it's something that you're really passionate about, you may want to structure a gift to make what they're going to miss from you for at least, you know, three, four, five years um, as a gift. So, and there are a lot of different ways of doing that. So now there are a number of uh, charitable plans that can actually benefit you tax-wise <clears throat> in a big, big way. And, of course, many of the charities are suffering now because for most folks, anyone who um, does not um, itemize anymore on our taxes, 
bottom line is there's no charitable deduction anymore. So a lot of charities are suffering because people have cut back on their uh, but there are ways that we can do some charity uh, planning that actually helps us on our taxes, and I'll share that in a second. Well, we will get to that in just a bit. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, before we head out today, you had some uh, some guidance when it comes to charitable giving. Well, and I'll have to come back to this next week for sure. But for instance, with um, those who have a large retirement account, like an IRA, uh, and even though you don't have required distributions anymore until you reach 72, once you reach 70 and a half, the old uh, required distribution date, you can actually do uh, what's called uh, uh, qualified charitable um, giving from your retirement account. And not that m- many of us would give $100,000, but you can actually give up to $100,000 from your retirement account to a charity. And that actually covers your required minimum distribution. Now, it is important for you to keep a record of what goes directly from your custodian to the charity so that you can be sure to um, to not report that as part of your taxable income. And it's always better not to have to report income than to report income and then uh, take a deduction. You can't really take the deduction anymore unless you're itemizing. And there's what a lot of folks don't realize is it also gives you an opportunity to do Roth conversions from your IRA. So there's a, some really good planning in terms of combining charitable planning and Roth conversions, which uh, work out today far better for your spouse and your family as well as yourself uh, in terms of later on. Well, that's, that's good to know. That's helpful information for those of us who want to make sure that we've got a charitable, charitable giving component to our estate plan. If you want to find more information about Bill, if you have questions or want to schedule an appointment to speak with him, you can do that by going to WGALaw.com. If you want to register for Bill's webinars happening on Wednesday, September 8th, you can also do that at WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button, fill out the form, and you'll be all set to go for the next set of seminars happening on Wednesday, September 8th. You can also call the office at 919-256-7000. We are out of time for today. We hope you will join us again next weekend for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.